Welcome and hello, everyone, to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday the 13th. Please so. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Chris, and I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Howdy, everyone. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, so good to see you. We are back. Uh, I hope you guys caught our recap of What If. It was the finale. And um, we also talk about Disney plus Marvel shows in general. Yeah, our take on that. What's it going to go moving forward? Or tune into that and uh, yeah yeah uh how are you doing pretty good pretty good um like i mentioned a couple weeks ago i got a new job and it's been kind of intense a whole lot of like work going on but i'm still kind of learning the ropes and is like, it good or bad good good it's a nice change um i'm looking for that fast-paced environment but it's a bit more stressful but i think you're just getting used to it you know okay yeah i uh still doing the same job yeah nothing new how you how are you liking that it's good it's getting busy and uh yeah it's good okay it's, it's just more more of the same. More of the same. Same old, same old. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. You know, it's not more of the same. Yeah. Is uh, I've been I've been mentioning that I've been dieting and doing keto. Yes, that's right. But I've I did it straight for like a month. Yeah. So now I'm allowing like one cheat day a week. Let's yeah. See how that goes. I was here for your cheat day this week. Yeah. Uh, how how did this one go? Because I know it's just like a treat. It's like a good bright breather. Um. I... <sighs> Not good. Why? Not good as far as like I overindulge on those days. Right. And then my, I, it's almost like I feel worse after those days than I did when I would just eat that way every day. <laughs> <laughs> Your body's not ready for it, right? What are you doing? <laughs> your, your stomach is looking up ahead of you like, what are you doing? This food is crushing me. <laughs> so like... I decide it's usually Saturday because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, I'll decide like, okay, I'll make this my cheat day, and then I'll go um, go somewhere to eat, and right. I plan that place where I decide to eat, like lunch, for example. I plan a place to go eat for lunch, knowing that there's another place close to that I also want to hit up. Oh my god, <laughs> you're you're getting to go, or are you eating well, there? It's like, also? it's like desserts or something. I see. Okay. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go to this Thai food place because I know around the corner that there's a good boba drink I want to have. Right. You're just thinking ahead of time being smart it's gas is expensive it's a money saver yeah right i'm doing this to save money in the long run it's good for me (laughs) it's good overall right for your pocket yeah and you're saving money for not eating out like that every day so why not uh well no it's expensive to eat healthy too that's actually true it's more of a racket i i definitely do too much because i'm like i can't eat this for the rest of the week so scarf it down and then that probably ruins my diet anyway for for the rest of the whole the whole game plan yeah are you thinking about that meal all week long like i can't wait to have that pizza i can't wait to have that pad thai or whatever sometimes like my coworkers be like hey we're all gonna go get pizza for lunch and i'm like okay cool i'll i'm gonna eat this carrot stick no you're having salads at least I'm, I'm usually having salads yeah honestly usually i there's a couple of days a week i just won't eat lunch yeah i do yeah. that sometimes too i realize i'm way more productive when i just don't eat when you're working yeah instead of eating yeah pretty much <laughs> Yeah, but uh, when it is my cheat day, it's like ice cream, pizza. Right, stacked burgers, on top of each other. <laughs> burrito. I had a burrito for the first time in the longest time. It was delicious. It wasn't even fancy. It was like Chipotle. No, it was Chipotle. But if you haven't had one in months, it's good. It's a big deal. It's like, wow, this is the best burrito I've ever had. Right. At Chipotle. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I'm glad you're having enjo- indulging a bit, but um, I might stop it because I don't know if it's worth it. Ruining my diet, like if this is ruining the six days I'm dieting, then what's the point? I think it might be. I think the the rocks cheat day is a different beast. It's <sighs> kind of part of his workout plan, so mm. you have to also work out a lot. Yeah, that's the di- that's the only difference between me and the rock. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you- I just decided to work out, I'd pretty much just be the rock. Be the rock, be um, a worldwide wrestling champion, and then become a movie star. Mm-hmm. Right. And then a rapper. Rapper. Oh, that's right. He released a new rap song with, I forgot the rapper's name, like Tech Tech Nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess he's unstoppable. He's going to be the next Jay Z. Jay Z, move out of the way. (laughs) Sorry, Jay Z. Yeah. Watch the new throne. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing he can't do is rap. I don't think it's good. Well, you know, he uh, he figured it out. He has to take step by step, and then he's going to be... All right. Stick to the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I think Emily Blunt put him on game. <laughs> All right. Um, that's, I guess, our update. Why don't you update the rest of the listeners of how we run the show? Sure. First up, we'll get into comic news and run through all the things in the news that have to do with comic books. In the middle, we'll talk about a uh, fun comic book. And this time around, we're still going on with our Halloween Horror Month. And we're going to go into Basket Full of Heads. And then at the end, we'll talk about our side stories. We've been watching, reading, whatever entertainment this week around. All right, let's jump into the comic book news. Like we mentioned up top, we just finished recapping What If yeah. on Disney+. Plus, and Disney is not slowing down on Marvel shows. That's right. Apparently, they're going to plan another spinoff of WandaVision. This is going to be based on the character Agatha. Who's Agatha all along? <laughs> if if that's not the theme music to her show, yeah. they're, they're already messed up. You're going to be you're gonna be peeved? Yeah. I'm already a little bit peeved. Why? Does everybody need a show? Apparently. Yeah, Catherine Hahn had a, a word about it. <sighs> It's okay. It's in development. It's not official. They're not filming anything, and but it's in development at least. Yeah, they're they're gonna get people to write stuff, and Catherine Hahn will probably come back to do it for sure if they decide yeah. to greenlight it. It's her character. It, it's probably gonna happen, and I'm probably gonna like it. Really? But I'm, right now, I'm taking the stance of this is too many. I think this is. I, I honestly think this is not gonna happen. There's like. A, oh really? Yeah, just because it seems like such a side character already. If it is all just connecting stuff together, I could see it maybe being a reason but I don't think there's a need for it. I mean, a lot of these shows, I think there's no need for it. But they're 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 happening and they're successful. I guess Disney Plus needs content, right? And this is their best content so far. I guess I have been complaining like Disney Plus needs more content. Yeah, but I'm surprised this is it. Like a spinoff of a spinoff of a, like movies. Yeah. Right the way I see it is the movies are the big name title. Like if it was comic books, they're the big name titles. They're the big crossover events. Okay. And then the shows are like the limited series titles that of the side character right limited so, series okay yeah like Hawkeye was like a limited series run on in the comics okay and, and then and then the movies are like the ongoing and the big crossover events and what are these spin-off spin-offs you're the one shots yeah they're almost like the one shots and it's like let's see if people like it uh, like some of those one shots and limited series I don't read mm-hmm. so maybe I won't watch this but Come I on. feel like I have to you have to you have a podcast with me so yeah, just make sure you do I, I don't know if it's gonna make our you watch it 
and you talk about it. I'll uh, just listen. Do a one-sided reader cop and recap? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, but uh, Catherine Hahn in the show, she's one of the most lively characters, yeah. but also most of it, she's not playing herself. That's true. She's playing a character from the time that the episode is in. Well, they said this show, if they do it, will be more of a dark comedy. Yeah. Okay. And I think Catherine Hahn is great at that kind of humor. Sure. Yeah. I like her in uh, Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if this character needs their own series. Also, in the comics, she's like an old lady. Yeah. So what's the like? What stories are there in the comics for there to play off of? Okay. I don't know personally, but I just remember her as being like a mentor for Wanda. Is that what this is for? Like just to have more build up Wanda's character a bit more? Well, my guess is this would actually be a prequel. Oh. And maybe it's just expanding more of the magic side of Marvel and the dark. Hold like she has the dark hold in one division. How did she get it? Okay, yeah, I think so too. That it's gonna be introducing more mystical stuff, darker mystical stuff, right? Yeah, other universe type beings. Yeah, we've been jumping into other universes, but I'm talking about the universes that are just filled with monsters like those big gigantic monsters okay. right like yeah. what, whoever is controlled the dark hold or Shuma Gorath sure this could be just another entry point for that theme of Marvel content yeah I kind of like that stuff but this seems a weird route uh, I, I think they are wanting to expand the darker side of it yeah but they can't just dive into that so they have to do it in like a funny way playful way yeah. another sitcom based mm-hmm. show they have to just do it like make your own reality and then slowly unravel that into the dark all right uh, fine uh do you like this idea or do you think this do you even think this is really going to be made i think it is going to be made wow because just the popularity of one division and like it won emmys right mm-hmm. and i do really like Catherine han i just if it's just her show like i hope they do something more creative with it like one division is very creative that's why it worked so it'd have to equal that i don't know some kind of weird storytelling some type of quality yeah. to it otherwise just make hocus pocus <laughs> they could do that. It could just be a reboot of that. Okay. And she, that, then I love it. Who is she? Is she the uh, Sarah Jessica Parker of no, that world? She's the Sarah Jessica Parker, isn't that? I think so. Okay. No, she's the main. She's the Brett main focus. Okay. Yeah. I believe that. That makes sense. But like you said, she could take place. This could take place in any time between Salem Witch Trials time yeah. and current time. Right. So there's fun to be there. Maybe some interconnection to other mystic characters. Right. Um. I guess she's American, right? Just old timey American. Yeah, she's like first generation American. <laughs> yeah. um, I know there's like sorcerers that are s- stationed at specific locations. Like uh, Doctor Strange is oh. in charge of that era of uh, New York. So yeah. America, maybe does she know a past Sorcerer Supreme or Ooh. not the, even not the ancient one, like a certain yeah. different time? Who was in charge of New York before. Yeah, that could be interesting. Mm. I do think we'll see more obscure magic characters in from Marvel in this series. Yeah. Um, doesn't she have like a Sun too? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anymore. But I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I do think like this show will end with her discovering Wanda creating like the city. Like right, leads right into the beginning of WandaVision. Oh, okay. Right before that. Yeah. She she found Wanda. Yeah. Because like she infiltrates Wanda's like made up town, right? Because she knows Wanda is super strong and she wants to figure out how. Right. That was the whole, it's like a whole trap for her this whole time, right? Right. One thing we kept talking about in WandaVision that never was shown 
was the big bad, the real big bad that we knew was there's uh, Mephisto. <laughs> is this just her getting wooed by Mephisto? Or, you know, that's what happened in Salem times? I have a feeling Marvel, they know the fans have made, built this up so much that they're just never going to have Mephisto. And it's kind of like a, a jab at the fans. I think maybe this was like, oh crap, the fans love it so much. They have to make it, let's just make it sure to introduce him. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think they're never going to do Mephisto. First off, he's the devil. He's the devil. And they're owned by Disney, so it's kind of like let's let's not have the devil. <laughs> he's he's a representation of the devil. What people think about, but he might not be. They, Disney's way on board to make money nowadays. Whatever it takes. Yeah, we the fans, and I say we because mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Yeah, they have brought this idea and expectation of Mephisto so high now that they're pointing it at anything could be Mephisto. That I don't think no matter what Disney cannot do it to satisfy like, satisfy when he is if he is revealed so they just won't do it interesting I think they're saving him for other characters when they bring in more uh, like you said darker themed characters like devil type characters uh-huh. um, we're gonna get into a bit but we're gonna get to like Blade and maybe Ghost Rider they have that character back yeah that's true so that makes more sense you think Mephisto is the one that gives Ghost Rider his powers isn't that what it is in the uh, comics or well, was that a it's Mephisto, but reboot I'm not sure exactly that makes sense to me yeah. if he's just some type of representation of the devil but they just don't call him the devil mm-hmm. right uh I don't know. I just don't think they should just not do it anymore. You just want these fans to not have fun. Because it's like the fans are like, it's Mephisto. And then they finally show Mephisto and they're like, okay, let's move on. It's like, we made this for you. Now you just don't care. (laughs) So Yeah. That's why uh, I guess we'd have to have high hopes for this if they're going to introduce him. But I don't know what other stories they have for Agatha. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph Boner, he appears. No, thanks. (laughs) I hope he died. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I do hope they show how she gets it's the Darkhold, and the Darkhold is further explained because in Marvel, the Darkhold is where vampires come from. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. okay. Vampires in the MCU come from the Darkhold. Oh, wow. I don't know exactly how, but that's it's connected. They're written in there and so yeah. Okay. Yeah. They tweeted about it. Really? The Indian Marvel Twitter account tweeted, the Darkholds is where the vampires come from, and Blade is coming out in October of 2022, <laughs> okay. and then quickly deleted that tweet. Okay. Most of that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so... Like you're saying, Marvel India on Twitter recent noticing Blade is coming out in October 2022 and it's not? Or it's like well, they deleted the tweet? They deleted this graphic that had a bunch of Marvel movies lined up and their dates. And we knew almost all of them. Like we knew that Doctor Strange coming out next year at in March or whatever. And the Marvels is coming out in November of 2022. Right. But in the October slot, they had Blade coming out in October, I think October 5th, 2022. And then like minutes later, they deleted deleted it. Wow. And that's the official Marvel. Official of Marvel India. of India Twitter account. Okay, interesting. We did not know it was coming out that early. Do you think they have that much filmed already? That's next year. That's a year from now. I don't even think they started. They, I think they just announced their director. So I think if they if people knew that they started filming, yeah. people would, it would be out there already. Oh. So I don't think they started filming. I don't think because if it's less than a year, literally less than a year. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to come out October 2022. I think maybe 
maybe they wanted it to, and that was a mistake by the Twitter account to post that. Yes. And that's why Marvel took it down again, because I don't think they can reach that date. I think maybe that was the dates before everything got pushed back. They just had an old graphic maybe. laying around that they had accidentally released. Mm. I can believe that. Um, I don't think it's going to come out in a year from now. I believe it's October, but maybe 2023, maybe 2024, right? Four years? Not four years. Four years from a year ago? (laughs) What do you think, 2023? Because I think October is the perfect fit for it. It's vampires. I think if it's 2023, that's too long. Too long? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think if if it's 2022, then they need to start filming today. (laughs) Exactly. And maybe they will. Maybe I could see them starting filming in November because they already hired the director. They hired. We know it's Mahershala. Mahershala. And I think I think if they start in November, they could make it. Really? Okay. Twenty twenty two. Um. I don't know. Are you excited for it? At, at least, do you think vampire like Blade? It seemed like out of nowhere, like Mahershala just wanted to do this, and they're like, "We got this great actor around, yeah, that does want to do it. Let's go ahead and make it." Was it in their plan all along? I think it. I think it is in their plan all along. Oh, because I think they're leading to a darker side of Marvel. Yeah, like we like mentioned. we just talked about Agatha. I think we'll, we will get uh, a Ghost Rider, Blade. Uh, what else is in there? Dark stuff. Could they bring... Doctor Strange, maybe. Doctor Strange, right. Could they bring up Hellstrom to the movies? I was kind of bored of that, honestly. Yeah. But I do think they want to explore the dark side of Marvel. Okay, the, the demons and all that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I th- one question I have is, there's vampires, right? That's who he's fighting. Yeah. And that's what he is. Yeah. Have vampires been here the whole time and they've been hidden in the shadows in the Marvel Universe because this whole time we've been talking about like how have the mutants been hiding if mm. they all have been here the whole time but vampires it's like that's another thing that's just been hiding around out and about uh, I can believe it in, in every story about vampires they are just hiding around in society so I, I believe it yeah even in the Marvel Universe well, yeah why not it seems like everything comes to the forefront eventually I guess now they're, would be the time then I mean they're only out a couple hours a day because they have to be out at night at night yeah so they have at most eight hours to do stuff and nobody's learned about even Blade himself he's a hero and so he's been hidden I guess yeah Um, I think he's doing his own thing he's been blading around (laughs) he's been uh, day walking yeah and like a lot of these stuff in Marvel like when they introduce a new character and stuff the other characters don't know about them I guess so. Yeah. It, it's, it takes the shield to find them and bring them together. Yeah, like, like Nick Fury knows about them, but he's not telling, you know, all the other guys. Like he's not telling Captain America about the scrolls. You think he's, oh, there's one big thing that we have to mention is if they're going to bring back Ryan Reynolds' character, that's going to mess up everything. Oh my God. Even Deadpool. <laughs> it's not the same Blade though. I know, I know. Um, Triple H was in one of the Blade movies. Yeah, he had like the him back. severed mouth thing. No, he had like, oh, uh, what? Because you know how like in Blade the vampires get killed by silver yeah so his fangs are made of silver but he's a vampire I know I don't know how it worked but he would bite other vampires and then they would die <laughs> this makes sense <laughs> or is it because the yeah. silver was touching other silver so he didn't die I don't, I don't get it and then, and then he would do the pedigree move on what's the pedigree move <laughs> is this it... is his finishing move in wrestling Triple H <laughs> can you explain his actual why he's called Triple H because I just blew my head the first yeah, time his character name is Hunter Hearst Helmsley <laughs> And he was like a regal character at first. He was like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Before everything. Mm-hmm. And then and he then just became he... Triple H to become a regular dude that wrestles. Well, no. For, he became Triple H to become the game. What to is become, that? Uh... 
when he joined DX. Come on, dude. This is you should know this. This is Blade history. <laughs> this is the Blade mythos. He's a vampire. Come on. He's got metal fangs. Undertaker's gonna appear in Blade. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I don't think they'll make the October date, but I don't think they'll wait all the way till 2023 October. So I wouldn't be surprised if this came out March of 2023, something like that. Okay, I guess it's less fun. It's less spookiness in the air like right now, yeah. but whatever. Um, I guess they, they don't want to push stuff back. They, they want to make money, right? Mm-hmm. They push stuff back enough that they're trying to put them closer together, I guess. Yeah. Right? That, so that's why I thought it would be all the way back into 2023 for October, but whatever. They are just trying to make money, right? If that comes true, that it comes out October 2022, yeah. that means next year we'll have five Marvel movies come out. Yeah, that's a lot. Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther 2, If Blade Happens, and then The Marvels. <sighs> Maybe they've been keeping up in wraps this whole time, just like vampires. They've been hiding it from <laughs> us. <laughs> okay. I don't think it'll happen at that date, but I do think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Okay. Sooner rather than later. This just sounds too close. I wonder what direction they're going to go with. Are they going to build up more Midnight Suns stuff? Mm-hmm. Maybe make put that in the movies if the video game is a hit and draws attention. Sure. Uh, yeah. It's like Scarlet Witch going to be in the Midnight Suns. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think they maybe will try to hit the October date, but the reason they deleted it because they want to they don't want to commit to that. No promises. Yeah. But they I'm sure they definitely we want to hit the spooky season that's when most horror scary things come out that's why we're doing horror comics yeah and that's why netflix announced that lock and key season two will come out on their streaming service on october 22nd right there's a season two trailer out ready i'm excited i really like this show it's kind of like um like young adult young adult book kind of feel right it's okay. uh joe hill we're doing his book another yeah. one of his comics today so tune in for that in a bit um lock and key is a really good first watch did you enjoy the first season because I, I I remember enjoying it, but thinking back now, I don't remember a lot of it. I liked it. I think I I liked it a lot more than the comic book. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought the way it was laid out made more sense. Maybe the characters were a little bit less exaggerated. Uh-huh. Um, like the, I think it was like a, the hillbilly killer at the beginning of the story. Kind of, yeah. I think the TV show did a better job at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fantastical side, it's kind of just cool to see on screen, right? Right, yeah. And it looks like in the trailer, we're going to get more of that weird stuff and more more of the lore of the keys that are, I guess, haunting the Locke family. Yeah. Um. There's and there's like scenes where they're. It's almost like Slenderman looking guys. Oh, but I thought they were like the Blue Man group. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they look like. But they're attacking some of the kids. And but then in the area that they're setting in, it looks almost futuristic too. Like really? So like, oh yeah. It's not always like this ancient looking stuff. Not a, not a man. You know what that room looked like mm. uh, in the Power Rangers? The room. Oh God, it looks yeah. just okay. like that. <laughs> the Power Rangers headquarters. Yeah, I know what you're talking the, about. In the mountains, yep. Rangers. <laughs> Zordon. Zordon. Those guys are Zordons. Oh, that's what he does look like. All connected. Um, we get to see more of them. It looks like they're doing now, like creating keys, like they're uh, blacksmiths, like yeah. forming the keys. The main bad character, Dodge, seems to know what's going on. She escaped in the first season mm. and is now running amok. Yeah, um, disguised as someone else. Yeah, and they don't. They they think she's dead, right? 
right? Yeah. So I think this next season, I think it's going to be better. You think so? Just because there's so much to go on now, like they can go into every room. They're not slowly revealing what the rooms can yeah. do. They can just jump into a room and something else is going on. Mm-hmm. It took a minute I for like the that. kids to grasp the idea in the first season, but now that they know it, they're exploring more of it. Yeah. And they're finding newer keys and, and newer rooms and stuff. I think I'm going to enjoy this more for the fact that I didn't read the comic first. Oh, right, right, right. There's that attitude towards the two. Um, that's how I felt about Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. I like the second season better. Um, there's like other random stuff that shows up in the trailer. Like there's like Civil War soldiers. Yeah. Weird beasts, like bright eyes, but they're like uh, monsters that jump on top of them. And of course, there's freaking giant spiders. That's why it's going to be so good. Why does everything have giant spiders? Why is that a thing? They're scary. They're terrifying. Yep. They're my nightmare. I think that's going to be part of the best part of the show. And you should watch it over and over. I freaking hate giant spiders. You can uh, overcome your fear by watching season two of Lock and Key. Here's the thing, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen. Uh, I, I again I really enjoyed the, the first season and I think all these most most comic book shows from Netflix are very good yeah maybe not Jupiter's Legacy so much yeah sure but I, I enjoyed Lock and Key I enjoyed Umbrella Academy I'm excited for the next seasons of both of those shows Lock and Key season 2 comes out this month October 22nd probably gonna just like binge it that weekend yeah I think that's how I did the first season too mm-hmm. I'm on board yeah what I do remember about the first season is I thought the mom was annoying she was uh, she's kind of I wouldn't say dumb just just can't find figure out what's going on. I yeah. think that's the idea of the book. Exactly. It, it's part of the character. Yeah. Yeah. So she's good. She's fitting her role. Yeah. Yeah. I do think the, the the kid actors are very good in it. Surprisingly so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that comes out October 22nd. Switching over to real comic book news now. Marvel Comics recently switched distributors. Okay. Right. Now, remember the controversy of, of Diamond Comics last year? How, because of COVID, they would like stop shipping comics for a while? Yeah, but... I I think that was like they that they had to right yeah i mean they just couldn't do it right the big thing for like years on end was that diamond comics kind of had a monopoly on exactly. the shipping of comics right mm-hmm. or cr- actually creating the comics yeah like printing them out yeah um so when when they postponed production all these publishers tried to search for other venues and avenues to get their comics to the stores right uh, i think dc signed up with someone else someone new so they're not even using diamond anymore lunar distribution lunar yeah. So just recently, Marvel, I believe, switched over to, um, is it called Penguin House? Penguin Random House. Penguin Random House. They do, like, you know, book novels already, yeah. like a lot of. They're big in, like, the actual books. Absolutely. But they're not so good with shipping comic books. Apparently, they're arriving in all these comic book shops all damaged already and, like, beat up. Yeah. Like, 70% of them. And, all, like, you can't sell these, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they're packaging them like novels, like hardcovers. Oh. And they don't realize, like, like, comic books are pretty flimsy. <laughs> They're called floppies. Yeah. Right. And and we take the quality of the comics almost ridiculously serious. Yeah. To the point where, like, a tiny bend could cost hundreds of dollars, <laughs> depending on what comic it is. I mean, if it's in the future going to become supposedly a very valuable comic in our heads, we're speculating, right. right? Yep. If we see a ding at the onset, we're like, okay, I don't want this. I want a good, better quality comic, like, as far as the condition it's in. Yeah. Imagine being a comic book shop owner, getting your shipment of Marvel comics that come every week, and over half of them are damaged. That's your product you're trying to sell, and you can't sell, and you can't make money off of that. If anything, it kind of 
has a bad uh, look on your shop if you are willing to sell these to your customers that come in every Wednesday or whatever and want to pick up some comics. Like, why did you sell me this? You didn't double check. Yeah, exactly. Right? You're losing your integrity. Yeah. You're losing the loyalty of your customers. Another um, middleman, if you will, is comic book, discount comic book services. I used to use them a lot. Yeah. And they're like an online middleman distributor reseller, right? They get a lot of comics because so many people around the world use them. Packages that went to them just went completely missing. They didn't even get them. So 100% was pretty much damaged because they didn't get it. Right. So they're not getting brought out to the customers and for sure late, right? Yep. What's going on? Who's to blame? Like who pays out now? Is it the um, whoever did distribute it to discount comic book service or is it DC? I think it's uh, Penguin Random House. Really? If they're the ones, because like if, if it was books, like serious books and novels and stuff, yeah. like they wouldn't allow that to happen. Well, this is but, for the, the DC book. So it would be Lunar Distribution then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who, what are you asking? Who who has to pay out? It would be the, the company that sent it over to discount comic book service or would it be DC Comics? If it was DC that were messed up? Yeah. I, I think it's the, the makers of the comic books. The ones that actually printed out? Yeah. Okay. So for DC, it'd be Lunar. For Marvel, now it's Penguin Random House. Yeah. So because these Penguin Random House books gone missing, I think it's up to them to redo it, but it's already late. Yeah. It's for, for sure late. I mean, do they have a discount or something? That or, uh, they have to do <laughs> no. something to make this right. What I'm saying is I think Penguin Random House, they don't put the care into comics that they do with regular books. Right. Because they think it's comic books. Who cares? Uh, the people that buy comics care way more than the people that buy books. I guess that's true, right? They're collectors. Yeah. Yeah. For new stuff, like having the new stuff of better quality matters more for comics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the packaging that they said was uh, put the comic books into was like very thin, flimsy, and a lot of them came like damaged and wet already. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And I understand like shipping stuff is hard and these like UPS and FedEx delivery services. Oh, yeah. Like they're not in charge of packaging it. They're just in charge of delivering it. So they deliver it as best as they can. But if it's not packaged well, that's the shipper's problem. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Also watching videos of FedEx people just uh, yeah. tossed up on porches. Yeah. Boils my blood. <laughs> I hate seeing that. I saw a video of someone delivering like a FedEx package. I don't know what was in it, but it was large. Yeah. And the delivery person was just like rolling it, flipping it over and over. Like it's a wheel. Yeah. And I understand like the person that posted the video was not complaining about the driver, but overall the company, why don't you give your employees the tools they need to deliver properly? Yeah. Yeah. Or training at least, like figure out the right way to do it. Right. I don't know. These companies, it's almost like these companies don't care about us. Yeah. I, okay, I don't buy comic book, physical comic books anymore, yeah. but this is not helping me go back. Uh, I'm not going to buy comics if they're messed up. Especially um, if they're shipping it to us too. There's a, like yeah. a second layer that there's not a double check, a second eye on that. I guess mm-hmm. discount comic book service is at least making sure that they don't send out damaged comics to us, the yeah. ultimate customer. Exactly. But just imagine like a crease in the comic book. Like this could have been $3.6 million. <laughs> it's virtually a Superman number one yeah. action comics. I bought this... Uh, Amazing Fantasy 15 First Appearance of Spider-Man and Penguin Random House messed it up in packaging. That's that's the blame, yeah. <laughs> now it's a 9.8 and I can't sell that. Ugh. It was supposed to be a, a mint 10. 
I have a feeling either Penguin Random House fixes this and the way they ship comics or Marvel just stops using them. They might have both of them have to go back to Diamond if they just the companies that are shipping them mm-hmm. can't figure it out. Yeah. Is this just the first time around struggles? I I think it is. And they'll go back to the whiteboard and figure this out. Yeah. I hope. But I, I, I don't think Penguin Random House knows what they're doing and they don't realize that people care this much about comic books. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because they're, they're getting like, into oh, this whole industry. They should study up i think they're like oh this is gonna go on a rack at a grocery store oh like no it's not it's a magazine it's going straight to cgc (laughs) straight into a mylar bag this is going straight to the 25 cent box (laughs) at a a con that's what they're thinking like comics are cents on the dollar nowadays they don't nobody cares in the future they're wrong and this will get fixed soon hopefully hopefully yes all right, that is it for the comic book news. If you guys haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, we are on every page, major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All those social medias, you can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, did you get any like damaged comics you brought home one yeah. day, like angry about it? Yeah, it's happening to you. Let us know. All I'm talking to the audience. Okay, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm an audience <laughs> member. <laughs> All right, want to get into the comic book that you chose this week? Yes, let's get into Basketful of Heads. Moving on to our second installment of Hormuth this year, we're going to do a comic called Basketful of Heads. This is a DC comic. Now, it is actually underneath Black Label, but it's also underneath that inside Hill House Comics. What? So that <laughs> is like a little imprint of books that are organized by Joe Hill. Uh, I'll get into that a bit, but this was released in 2019, and there are seven issues total. We're just going to cover the first four just for the sake of time, but it's a good read. I, I should... Everyone should uh, read the whole thing. Good story. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the writer for this book is Joe Hill, and DC's decided to put him in charge of some horror comics, like a whole line of comics, right? Right. Um, now, we've done his lock and key book before that's not in Hill House Comics, but a good comic book nonetheless. Yeah, I really enjoyed Lock and Key. Yeah, pretty good read. Um, but he's also worked on some novels before he got into comics, one called Heart Shaped Box. There was Horns, which got turned to a movie starring Daniel Radcliffe. That was actually- Oh, okay. His his uh his story, also Nosferatu. Um, uh, have you heard of that one? I'm, That's oh, wait, I, did they make a shot of that? They made a show of that okay. starring Zachary Quinto, I think. Yeah, I remember seeing the show. I watched a bit of it. I thought it had some quality to it, but I didn't stick with it. Just because so much to watch out it there. Was, I was just curious about it because it had like numbers in the name. Right. Yes. The thing is, it's um just for like a quick summary of it. It's uh that's a license plate number, like the the four and the two in Nosferatu. Okay. And it's like the car drives on souls not gasoline uh, so it's like Herbie the love bug yeah exactly like that <laughs> um, but that was an okay show um, but I think he is, his comics they have a, a good quality to them um, now he is Stephen King's son but he does not want to be named like take up any favoritism in the industry because of that right Okay. so he changed his name to Joe Hill his full name is actually Joe Hillstrom King isn't that a cool middle name Hillstrom yeah it's like it's kind of evil to it I think okay. I feel like Stephen King can't stop writing even when he's naming his kids. Um, the artist for this book, his, his like, you know, his artist tag is Leo Max. He's an Italian artist and his full name is... And let me guess, Leo Hillstrom Max. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. His name is Massimiliano Leonardo. <laughs> Michelangelo Donatello. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, so he's an Italian artist. He's worked on Lucifer, so uh, also oh, okay. from DC. Um, he's worked on a French graphic novel called Invisible Mountain, and he's worked on some of the like two biggest Italian comic books. Mm. One called Tex. Um, I don't know that one that much, but this other one, Dylan Dog, I'm fairly oh, familiar yeah. with. It's like an Italian also horror comic. They um, made a movie about that. Did they? I didn't yeah, know that. It stars the Superman guy, <laughs> Henry Cavill. No, the other one, Brendan Roth. Brendan Roth. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that series. Um, now a little bit more about Hill House and the other comics in the series. Just if you guys want to take a read, there's Dollhouse Family. I've given that a bit of a read. Pretty good read. Uh, the Low Low Woods. Daphne Byrne and Plunge is, I think, the latest out that Joe Hill also wrote. Okay. I've heard of the Low Low Hills. Low Low Woods. Woods, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Low Low Jones. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> She's an Olympian. Okay. Shout out to her. <laughs> Um, so this book, A Basket Full of Heads, Basketful of Heads, it sounds like a metal song. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it takes uh, inspiration from like the flasher films of the past and kind of the feel of Jaws the movie a bit. Oh yeah, you're right. Right. That's Joe Hill in interviews will plainly say that. Those are his inspirations. Mm -hmm. So we'll jump into the story moving forward. We are in Browdy Island, Maine, and it's this kind of like um, coastal town, small town, and we're meeting some of our main characters here june branch and liam now they are kind of like a cute couple june branch is like the pretty blonde that kind of all horror movies kind of have to have at some point right, right? You know, she's in like daisy duke shorts so she's the cute one of the movie and then uh, her boyfriend is also like a handsome guy he's like um a redhead i think he's like a like a cop intern he's like a summer patrol cop like he took a job for the summer to work for this town's police department yes but he's not like a real cop like they said he doesn't even carry a gun right i think he's, he's not allowed to yet He's almost just like a traffic ticket patrol guy. Okay. I think he's looking to be a cop, but this is like a summer gig before he eventually studies to be a cop. Exactly, yeah. Right. And this, uh, again, the small town, they meet up on this bridge. Um, Liam drives up in <laughs> a police um, like bug, like a beetle. Yeah. It's like a doom buggy. Yeah, but it's black and white and it's a police car. And she's he's meeting up his girlfriend, June, there. She's like sitting on the ledge of the bridge, kind of like playfully sitting there and they're seem like a new couple like they're in their like honeymoon phase kind of right. vibe they they're still like google gaga over each other right and she is not from this town like technically neither of them are from this town he right. just went there for work and she's visiting him on his last day because he's now finished the summer job right june can't keep her hands off him they kiss a bunch but uh liam is still kind of on the job it's like the last day for the summer for his job and they i think they make out in between shots but they're headed towards a crime scene that uh, Liam has to attend to. Um, on the ride there, June is even wearing Liam's like cop shirt. So, you know, they've been like fooling around and June brings up the idea of maybe they should buy a car together because uh, they, they're kind of not too sure about like where each other stands. Right. They, She's like, oh, you know, if we break up, one of us would have to give up the other half of the car. But Liam's like, no, I'm down. Like they, they want to move forward in their, like this other step in their relationship. He said like, I would be down, but I can't even afford to pay half of a car right now. She's like, oh, I thought you've been saving like, with this job. And right. Like, I was like, yeah, I didn't realize how expensive it is here. It is Maine. And oh, like, right. Like, I I really didn't make anything this summer. You know how bad I am with like where states are and like- Where's Maine? I know it's in the north, but I did not get the vibe of it in my head. I didn't know it's like the rich, like a rich state. It's like the furthest away you could be from everyone else. <laughs> I know it's not south, but is it? Is it like the richest state, you think? Maybe not the richest, but like, you know, it's 
that's the like, nice area. Okay. You, you get that vibe from the people that live here in this comic. They're kind of richy rich, at least some of them. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're, they live in a small town, but the town has money. For some reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, Liam's not from here, so he doesn't have a lot of money. And so she's like, okay, um, you know, it's a dumb idea, whatever, that's fine. And Liam mentions, like, the hard work this job kind of is. He, like, he mentioned this past story about a girl that killed herself jumping off the bridge she was just on. And so Liam mentions, like, our chief says, like, that's what this job really is, the hard stuff, having to deal with that. And you kind of see the shock in Liam's eyes, right? Right. Like, he almost wanted to quit and not be a cop anymore. Yeah. And the chief was like, you know, all the regular day job stuff, that's easy. The hard stuff is what, like, really makes us special. And what really makes a cop is dealing with the things that most people don't see. Now, we meet up with the chief. He is tending to a big kind of case right now. What's going on is a bunch of prisoners escaped a prison and a, a lot of the cops just found them. There's like um, six or so prisoners that escaped. Funny if you notice here, their uh, prison uniform, it says Shawshank Prison. Yeah. It's connected to the Stephen King book, his his father's book. Yeah. Um, same prison. Now the chief is talking to the mayor and they're all kind of like bothered about this. Like, how the heck could these prisoners escape? And they're running amok in my town. The mayor, he's like this chubby looking guy with a suit on. Um, I never saw Jaws, but the mayor is like a big role in that movie, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what he's kind of like uh, simulating here. And the chief is like, mayor, like, calm down. Like, we know the crooks that escaped and they're not the dangerous type. Like, he said like two of them are just drug dealers and one of them used to like pimp out his girlfriend. Yeah. So they're not like the violent criminals. Okay. So nothing to worry about. But the chief, the, the mayor is a politician and he does right. not like this stink in his town. We get the relationship between the chief and Liam and the chief like kind of likes Liam as his kind of intern cop. Like you better come back to this town because I'm going to hire you uh, eventually, right? Like right. he likes him. He wants him back around. And he's kind of like a mentor figure to Liam. And he's like, okay, like Liam wants to stick around, help the police find these escapees. But the cop is like, you know, what you're not even supposed to be working anymore right you're done so just do me a favor go to my house and just kind of like watch over my wife so that she's safe because she's alone in like this giant house right now we get a look at this house and it is pretty giant it's like almost a mansion in this like a uh, island town it's beautiful it's like a manor i would call right. it um i also thought this book reminded me a lot of like knives out <laughs> right yeah a lot of muddy there yeah yeah same like an ensemble piece too a bit um the chief's wife and son welcome them in, into the manor now um i think the son's like the same age as liam and he's like another dashing guy um you know like preppy school guy but he's a uh, kind to the couple that come in they like each other they welcome in june too like they talk about her studies and how she studies like clinical stuff and like masculinity and writing a thesis on that. So they kind of adore her too and like are happy to have these people in town. The son, um, you said it looks preppy. Like he walks in <laughs> carrying a tennis racket. The old school and the wooden kind. Yeah. So like this guy is preppy as they come. Yeah. Like this this story takes place in the 80s and he looks like the villain of an 80s movie. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? <laughs> Like of a teenage 80s movie, like yeah. he is the guy that is trying to steal the girl. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. That makes sense. That vibe, but he's not really a jerk so far. Right. He's actually like nice to Liam. Like they're kind of buddies. Yes, totally. They uh, show them the house and they even show the chief's collection of Viking memorabilia, like different um, stuff from ancient times. There's suits of armor, helmets. There's even like old coins. One thing they point out is this axe 
like a you know like a Viking axe. Mm-hmm. It's got this sigil on it. Looks like a tree branch. It's in black, and it's this is like the the centerpiece, like the most valuable thing there. And the sun uh, says like it's authentic, it's real. And as they walk away, there's like a little note, like uh, the branch on the axe turns a bit red, and nobody notices, but us as the reader see it. They're out on the deck. They're like having punch, and it really shows like Liam is like almost like part of this family now. Like he's yeah. lived with them for the summer and he's totally welcome and the chief treats him like he wants to be like part of the family he wants him around he wants to work he wants him to work for this department right and um you can tell they're well off because they have a maid she's like serving them punch yeah the good life but she's like telling the maid like you can go home now like we'll be all right they literally have bib like lobster bibs on for this lunch jeez (laughs) well they're in the fishman town that's probably you know it's it's, easy to get it's sense right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they get a phone on their giant cell phone. Oh, right. it's a Zach Morris phone. <laughs> yeah. It's the 80s. And apparently, like, it's their friend, neighbor, Marcy, and it's bad news. Yes. Tragic stuff goes on all the time. Apparently, Marcy's husband, Noel, uh, died trying to chase after the prisoners that he saw on the, right. on the dock out uh, by the water. Apparently, the prisoners try to jump on this boat and, like, just try to sail away out of town. And this guy, Noah, saw them, tried to chase them, and he pretty much, like, fell down the side of the the steps to get down to the dock Mm -hmm. and hit his head and died. So, like, first, Liam thought, oh, they killed him. But no, he's, like, clumsy enough to just, like, hurt himself and get himself killed. Right. Down on the the crummy rocks by the water. So, they believe these escapees have, like, left town now by boat. So, the night comes and Liam and June are just in the living room waiting out the night, um, just watching TV in the dark. Yeah, the wife, the wife of the chief, has now gone over to Marcy's house to be with her because, like, her husband just died. So Liam and June are alone in the, the chief's house now. Yeah. They hear uh, some ruckus in the house and they go into hiding. They think this is the prisoners. They can hear they're, they're talking. And Liam says, June, just go hide. I'll get the gun out of the gun safe. We see June hiding and through the crack in the door, we see it is like escapees like they're wearing the same orange jumpsuits that all the prisoners are wearing and they're like searching the house we see this one guy with like shoulder length hair he's smoking a cigarette and he's got a knife out and he looks pretty menacing this this prisoner here and he's like making a ruckus throughout the town breaking all the all the memorabilia like that we saw earlier and june tries to escape the house like hiding away um, trying to not draw attention to herself. So she's in the dark, staying as quiet as she can. When she sees at the, the Viking spot, there's a bunch of blood. She even sees a severed finger in the middle of it. And she's startled because right behind her appears the crook, the escapee, right? Mm-hmm. And he's there to like attack her. So she has nothing else to get but the axe, the North mythology like displayed axe. Yeah. She grabs it and like that's the only weapon she has. And the criminal is almost like taunting her like, oh, what are you going to do with that right you know don't hurt me it's uh, uh like he's like feigning like being intimidated when really he reaches into his shirt and pulls out a revolver and points it out at her and so she can't do anything she's just scared and tries to leave out the house going the back way she's running like through the woods now it's the middle of the night and it's storming and we see like the town is almost like flooded a little bit yeah and like electric poles and phone lines are being like ripped down so a typical horror movie setting <laughs> 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. Ruckus going on in the background, right? And the escapee criminals is like slowly, menacingly, like chasing after June. She's hiding like behind a rock and they get down to like the shore because she ran like to the beach and he's looking for her and she first tries to like swing at him, but he like dodges it. She is able to land a blow on the prisoner's foot and cuts off the front of this guy's foot, like through the shoe <laughs> all the way off. And so he falls to the ground, like screaming, right? He loses half of his foot. And then she, he takes, she takes another swipe and completely decapitates the prisoner. His head goes flying. The gun that the prisoner had gets like washed up and like is pulled to the, the sea. So she's trying to like find it. She's like jumped in the water now. And us, the readers, get a point of view of what the cut off heads would see, right? Yeah. So it's, it's funny because it's like upside down. For some reason, this prisoner is still talking. He's like yelling out for help. Everything is upside down. Uh, June is upside down and she comes close to the head and can't believe it. The prisoner's head is still talking and alive, severed from the body, completely sentient, right? Still the guy. He's like, uh, I'm sorry I tried to kill you, but please like, help me. Like, I, I can see my body. Right. right. My His kappa had been detained, <laughs> and she doesn't get it either. Like, why are you still talking? Like, you're literally just a head. So she has, like, a basket that she finds, and she, like, picks up the head, like, by the hair, right? It's still a talking head, and she puts it in the basket. And he's thankful. He's This whole time he's been cussing her out, thinking that she ran away, but... Uh, she's thankful. He's thankful that she saved him. Again, she did kill him too, <laughs> I guess. Um, but she only gets the head and leaves the body on the beach and goes back up uh, towards the the house. She doesn't know what to do. She's alone, right? All she knows is Liam has been taken by the rest of the escapees. They cut off his finger, right? Yes. And she's now just with a talking head, and the talking head is just still talking like, "Please, like you have to get me to like a doctor or something." <laughs> <laughs> like you're just a head. What are they gonna do? It's it's like a thumb, right? Like a severed thumb. Yeah. But no, it's a freaking head. And she's thinking almost like, am I just like hallucinating? Like this can't be real anyway. Yeah. She like makes a little cut in herself to see if it's all real. It's, no, it's not a dream. It's all real. She wants answers. She asked the head, um, what were, what did you, the prisoners want with Liam? And the head actually lies. The prisoner says, uh, we knew he had a girlfriend and we just wanted our way with her. But really there's something serious that Liam had that uh, the prisoners knew he had. Right. This is like, why would you take Liam away if you wanted the girl? friend right yeah you wanted me and she realized like yeah he's lying so she's like just waiting for this head to answer like it's just the two of them she's literally like put the head down on the floor and she's like sitting right next to the head just waiting for it to answer she's talking to it like it's like wilson from castaway right <laughs> yeah. um and the head explains remember earlier the story about the girl that jumped off the building and committed suicide apparently in her backpack was a bunch of money and the prisoners were the ones that found the body and all the money now um they know there's money in there but it was never put up for evidence meaning they right. think liam has that ten thousand dollars hidden somewhere and right. that's what they're over there and they know that liam took it because he was like the first cop there mm -hmm. right so they're after him so what she does she cuts down the american flag that's standing in the gazebo there yeah 
And she puts the head in the basket and then covers the head, the basket with the flag. Because she's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, right? This is weird. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. So they, she goes back to the chief's house. She realizes, like, looking for stuff, the, the gun safe is empty and the phone lines don't work. She knows you're after Liam. So uh, I guess she takes up her own responsibility of trying to save her boyfriend and kind of just treks it with this uh, axe and basket full of one head. She is literally like walking down the the road here and it's pouring rain and a truck stops by and it's this person that she met earlier and his name is Mr. Hamilton. She's like, please stop. You have to help me. He stops, of course. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here all alone in the rain? Like you're going to get yourself killed or whatever. You don't, you know, there's like escapees on the loose. Right. She's like, get in here. I have a spare jacket. Like put this on. Right. Uh, he's also s- startled to see that she's carrying around axe like a, like a regular thing. <laughs> like what's going on? Um, but she does bring the basket into the, the truck too and um, they're going to make their way back. She's explaining to him like what's going on and like they took Liam and they have to find him and apparently he was staying at the chief's like boat house. Right. Right. So it's like that must be where they're going. Let's head there. But as they're driving, they have to suddenly stop because a whole tree has like fallen and like blocked the road. Mr. Hamilton's like, oh, well, all right, I guess we have to call it quits. But June is not stopping. She takes the axe and wails on this tree on the road just to break it down, get it out of their way. And then Mr. Hamilton's like, oh, let me grab a chain. Maybe we could like wrap it and then use a truck to like pull it out. So he goes to the back and grabs a chain. But instead of like wrapping it around the tree, he strikes June in the back. Mr. Hamilton actually found the head of Pozu. He recognizes this escaped prisoner, this his severed head in the basket and realizes June has killed him and thinks that June is kind of like this maniac killing everybody in town, this random girl that showed up in, in the island that they don't recognize. So she starts attacking June. June uses the axe and cuts Mr. Hamilton right in the leg. So like he falls to the ground. Yes. And you can tell like he is about to like pretty much kill her. But she uses like a branch that is falling off the tree and like he like lunges and she he like falls onto the branch and like stabs himself in the gut. Uh, June is scared for her life, Trump, uh, climbing over this tree, trying to look for something to grab to, to attack him again. All he can find is the axe and she takes the axe and again severs this man's head <laughs> off the body. <laughs> And the head talks. It's like, I give, I give, you win. Again, like, it's almost like the head is still alive. So she puts it in the basket with the other head, right? The head, this second head, uh, Mr. Hamilton, again, does not understand what's going on. Like, you're a murderer. You've killed two of us now. And I'm... A talking head? What's going on? So she gets in the driver's seat now and she's like, it's up to me. I don't know who these guys are and who they, where they taking Liam. I don't trust anybody anymore. So she pretty much takes the axe, cuts the tree down and like just drives out of there trying to get to town. She drives to the police station to see if anyone's there. The only person she could find is the chief's son. And he's kind of, uh, you know, welcoming. Like, how, why are you out and about when there's prisoners around? Um, you know, I left my mom at uh, Mrs. Flat and so I can, you know, take care of you. Right. And apparently, like, he was the only guy there in the whole police department because they're all out searching for the prisoners, right? And though he's not a cop, he's like, he knows how to... He's the chief's son. Yeah, he knows his way around the police department, right? So his dad told him to stay there and answer the phones, but the phone lines don't work, so he's really just staying there waiting for nothing. She explains the prisoners found her and almost killed her, but she says she did kill the prisoners and was able to escape and make it 
back to the police station. And he st- doesn't believe her. She's like distraught already, right? Right. And he knows like, okay, well, why don't you calm down? We got a change of clothes here for you and we'll go find Liam, right? So he's like, here, go change in one of the cells so you have privacy and I'll I'll uh, go find you some spare clothes, right? Yes. So he throws her like some extra clothes and she's like changing inside one of the, the jail cells. These are the, um, it's like the baseball uniform for the, <laughs> the police team, right? Yep. And so she's taking on these clothes on. She looks at the last name on the back. It spells out Pozu. So this was actually the uniform of the prisoner. That prisoner is actually a policeman, is not a, an escape prisoner all along. Right. And this son, the chief son, is actually in it all along and wants answers from June. He's a bad guy too. He slams the prison gate closed and locks her in there, right? So it's all like an inside job. It looks that way. Um, we're going to leave it there for the issues, but interesting take on it. The, the, there's a cliffhanger there. Like who is in on it? It looks like a lot of the police are sent around finding this money. It did sound like only $10,000. That's not worth it. <laughs> um, so it sounds like the chief's son is in it. Some of the police. What about the the chief? He seems yeah, kind of knows? he seems kind of weary like about like he likes Liam, right. but maybe because- I he, mean, the big mystery is why does this axe yeah. keep heads alive when you cut off the head? <laughs> is it some type of Norse mythology built into it? Is it a real thing? It looks like a Stormbreaker. <laughs> it does, yeah, like a mini version of that. Yeah. Uh, I know Joe Hill just said, like, I had this idea of this axe that would cut off heads and it kept them alive. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to make a story built around that. I'm inspired by Jaws. And also, like, um, he liked the name Basketful of Heads. <laughs> I like the book a lot. Um, like, the character development of the book is very extensive, I think. Yeah. I feel like the first issue, like, it's all just getting to know the characters. Like, nothing happens to, like, the last page of the book. Yeah. And there there's some uh, big moments there though to right. like, pull you in. Yeah, but like we get to learn more about the town, the family of the sheriff, um, and especially like June because she ends up being like the main character. It's not Liam, right? Not at all. Yeah. The classic thing in these slasher films are the final girl, the one that survives exactly. everything. And the way it's laying out, it's like she's actually the slasher. Right. Yeah, right. She's the one killing these guys. She's the one with the axe. Right. So it's kind of fun that way. It's not necessarily uh, like those movies like the classic thing where like a big monster is attacking you it's just like this small town mm-hmm. and I like that yeah I really like the setting of the town and then once it starts like the storm front comes yeah powers out like it's totally like a typical like horror movie it, it's almost reminiscent of like get out oh, okay yeah yeah it's always a stormy night when some, some yeah. crap goes down remember the end of get out when he's like on the road and then like the cop car pulls up right yes that's it's like some of the scenes look like that a lot it's a lot like that with these movies is like or comics where like there's some saving grace you find it there right in this case at the end it's not really one no. where we stopped but mm. something like that that vibe i could totally see this being like it made into a series or, or film probably better for a movie yeah because I, I when the heads are just talking like i could see the cg of it like oh. being really cool like she's literally holding it by the hair eye level so she could talk to a severed head I think like the idea, the fact that she's talking to these heads, it almost points to the fact that she's a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. 
and is played for kind of laughs in the book, actually. Right, yeah. I like that. And she's like, what else could go wrong? Or <laughs> am I even sane anymore? Right. There's a scene where like she says, like, you're lucky I saved you when you're at the beach because the, the water would have took you in and you would have just been underwater for the rest of eternity. <laughs> you wouldn't you, die. You can't drown. You don't have lungs. <laughs> There's there's a lot of like the technical stuff that way like to like what what, what is it like living as just a head as a future right. on the head yeah you don't have oxygen because you don't have lungs but you're still alive you're still talking what is it though is it magic I don't know I love it's it that axe yeah yeah I think it's a pretty fun read honestly mm-hmm. even though it's a horror thing but uh, check it out if you guys like it so far it's only seven issues total yeah Joe Hill I think is a great writer so I, I really enjoyed it I think so too um, that was basketball heads let's jump into side stories. I think you could share with me my side story this week. Uh, we went to a Comic-Con comic book convention for the first time since, I think, 2019, probably. Maybe. It depends if the first three months of 2020 we did anything. I don't think I did. Maybe not. But yeah, we went to a smaller comic book convention mm-hmm. around our area. I think it was called like Powerhouse Comic-Con. Yeah. And it was in um, Alameda County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. And it was in like, a, I would say the size of like a gymnasium. Like a school gymnasium, yeah. Yeah, you know, just a typical Comic-Con thing. Booths everywhere. Um, not the biggest one, but a good time. Like a little short little visit to yeah. a con. I haven't gone physical comic book shopping in a long time. Yeah. Not even like a store. Oh, really? So digging through boxes again, looking for older comics to complete collections. Like that's what I enjoy about going to conventions. Yeah, because those are the comics we have like affinity for that we already have had experience right. with. So we building up the storyline, mm-hmm. like collecting those is fun. And I also spent some time looking at more expensive stuff oh yeah and thinking about could i really afford this <laughs> do you want it that much should i spend over a hundred dollars on one comic book is it graded though that, that's a factor yeah i wouldn't well yeah i almost did on something that wasn't graded really <laughs> so you're looking at like the wall of comics at these booths you're like yep. oh do i want it or not i will say like cons are not the best place to buy that stuff the graded stuff really they're marked up Oh, some, right. some, well, some booths are, some aren't. Yeah, but I mean, like, I've definitely overpaid for stuff at conventions just because I was there. Oh, really? Yeah. And I've half regret it, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of also part of the fun is just being part of that community. Yeah. It's actually, I like going to cons to, to cheap out because that's where you get like the dollar, $2 comics or even cheaper. Yep. And especially those bins. Um, I was also looking at cards. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to find um, Marvel Masterpiece. 1994 complete set because yeah. I had like some as a kid and now I just want the complete set. So I was looking for any booths that were selling cards, but most of them were Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe that like Pokemon's Pokemon's still killing it. That trend that came out in the pandemic. Yeah. People still riding that wave like internet I hate influencers. It. I hate it. Pokemon's not my thing anymore. Yes, it is. For card games. The card games. Mm. That's a racket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, it, every it's like ninety percent of cards there is yeah. just Pokemon cards, and like a lot of them, like binders and binders of them. Right, but those are not the booths you go into. You're going for those like retro booths that do have cards, but seemed like they had some Marvel masterpiece, but not the whole set you wanted. It was like a different year that I wanted. Oh, different year. They came out in different years. Every year. Oh, really? I didn't do that. They're like baseball cards. Oh, like a different set. I see. Yeah, yeah. Also, there was baseball cards, but yeah. I, I'm not into that. I don't so get I didn't like that. Buy it. There was some garbage pale kids. There's, oh my god. Imagine my era. <laughs> 
it was cool. There's a lot of like retro toys. Um, a little bit of me feels bad for the people selling these things because um, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen anybody buy a toy these old toys there. <laughs> Well, I think that stuff is mocked up for sure because they have to make money somehow. Yeah. How you have to be like a really hardcore collector to like want that stuff. I guess so. Some people like toys is their thing. It's not comic book collecting. Yeah, that's true. There, We've been to some cons where the toys are the main thing. It's like called yeah. a toy showcase. And we look at that stuff too. It's not what we go over there for. And then they have comics too. And that's what we're right. parsing through. That's almost better for getting deals. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to sell out the comics. Another large part of these conventions now and have taken over is Funko Pops. Don't get me started on Funko Pops. Almost every booth is selling some kind of Funko Pop. If they're not dedicated to Funko Pops, like a booth is dedicated to like something else, but they also have like a little rack of Funko Pops. Get out of, they take up so much space. I don't want them. Uh, they're literally like they've made walls of them in their booth and like you have to go into a room of Funko Pop walls yeah it's like a little <laughs> little cave you have to go into yeah uh, I have some I'll admit I have some Funko Pops but they're not my thing I feel like they are the mainstream thing people collect at comic conventions yeah like they're the younger folk that like that stuff it's like people who play Fortnite like Funko yeah. Pops uh, I'm no disrespect to Funko they know what they're doing yes but they have made it they've made it very easy to collect because like they're, they're everywhere. All, they're numbered, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know which ones you're missing. True. <laughs> right? And they do that with comics, too. And the, Yeah. Uh, and then um, they have, like, exclusives. Like, you could only get this one at Target, or you can only get this one at this comic convention. There's only some you can get on, only on Amazon, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, and everything is a Funko Pop. Like, like sports, TV. Really? Yeah. There's I, there's a Steph Curry Funko Pop. I guess I could believe that literally every, everything is. I thought that would be a more of a bobblehead thing. Why not have it at Funko Pop? No, it's everything. Uh, we we went to the Funko Pop like headquarters store in LA once. I remember that. Yeah, but they had like musical artists, like movie directors, like as Funko Pops, as Funko Pops, like serial mascots. Like it's oh yeah, literally like anything that one person wants, they're gonna make it. Characters from TV shows. Like we were at the uh, office section for a while. Like, yeah. do we want any? That's kind of cool. I would get those. <laughs> See, that's the vibe <laughs> that I give off too. Is like I hate Funko Pops, and like oh, I kind of want that one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, their their plan is to make so many that there's something you want. I saw the uh, saga ones came out a little a couple years ago. I was like, dang it, I kind of want to buy these. I <laughs> want to make sure I get them in case. But I was like, I held off. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my word. I'm gonna you okay. Know. I'm gonna put you on blast. Which ones do you have? Oh, I have I have two Hermione ones. Yeah. That's what I wanted to get out of you. Yeah, I have two Hermione. <laughs> I have two ones. Hermione. Ones. Yeah, I don't know how I got two of them. <laughs> yeah, except you paid money for them. Yeah, they just made. <laughs> their way into my collection <laughs> i have one that you gave me that i actually do cherish and i really like okay it. well you're welcome yeah it's the <laughs> jeff goldblum jurassic park one where he's like laying sideways it's one of the the ones that are in the bigger boxes yeah. not even the, like the classic small box ones yeah. so you're welcome uh i honestly like i like it because it's different he's not just like a funko standing yeah so that one i i really enjoy it because i also that's like my favorite movie it's almost not a funko pop because he's like a different stance yeah yeah okay it's still in the box and i I'm going to keep it that way. Listen, we collect nerdy stuff too. Funkos are your thing. We're not hating. It's just they're getting the space of our comic books. Yes. Could you just get your own con, please? You probably do, but (laughs) stay out of ours. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's that's what cons are for is like the mixed bag of all these things there's cosplayers there too mm-hmm. like i could never put in the effort to make my own cosplay yeah maybe down the road but so far i've not so i like how comic book conventions no matter the size every element of the bigger ones is still represented there that's true like you'll get co- it's like it was not a big con but there's a lot of cosplayers yeah there it was not a big con but there's still panels there's still celebrities quote unquote if, yeah i mean like to match the level of the size of the con. Yes, you're right. Um, there was a game room and yeah. there was one game going on. Mm-hmm. But they had a lot of stuff in there, honestly. I never know what the games they're playing in there. Uh, yeah, I dove into that world a little bit. was not my thing at the end of the day. There was a, even a movie room and they were playing yeah. Tremors 2. I spent some time in there. <laughs> it was AC. Yeah, but I also really like Tremors. <laughs> not a bad movie. Um, but yeah, in all, my reason for going there was to find comic books, to fill out my collection. I have some gaps that I'm trying to close. And at the end of the day, I went home with one comic book. Really? It was only one? I thought it was two. No, <laughs> only one. Oh, wow. So I came home with, I think, three Guardians. Okay. I just picked up a few that were missing in my Dan Abnett run. I think I got like a random Archie one because it was a dollar and I'm filling out that run too, like that storyline. Is that all I got? It might be. Yeah. I was trying to get you to buy a, a signed Neil Gaiman Sandman book it was a trade though yeah it was signed it's signed the one thing though if i'm getting it something signed I want it on the cover, actually. It wasn't on the cover, the signature. Yeah, I've noticed for trades, they don't sign the cover because it's like, like a more plasticky coating. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, so oh. it won't stay. Okay, maybe that was my mistake. I have a trade that I got signed by Rick Remender. It's on Kenny X-Force. Yeah. Uh, he didn't sign the cover. He signed like the first inner page. So maybe that's what he did here too. Yeah. All right. This also didn't have a certificate of authenticity. If it did, that would bring the price up way more. Yeah, it was pretty affordable, I think, for a signed Neil Gaiman book. True. For Sandman, the thing that you like him for. I already have that trade too. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I get why you didn't get it. Yeah. I yeah. have the exact same trade. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Was there anything else you were considering buying that was not a comic book? Um, No, I did. <laughs> I did take a look at the sword booth. <laughs> yeah. There's always a sword. But that's I, another con thing. Yeah. <laughs> selling swords. Anytime you want to go to, to, to come home with like an Excalibur, go to a comic book convention, yeah. <laughs> they'll have it there. Do you want to get your own Master Sword from Zelda? That's where you go. I think we went to a comic book convention that was like Walking Dead themed. Yeah. And someone was selling swords. Well, you know, Michonne makes okay, sense. I guess. Yeah. But they were selling like Excalibur or something or, <laughs> or lightsabers. <laughs> if you're a guy that has swords, what are you going to sell it? It has to be at a comic book convention. <laughs> what if you go out there like, I want to buy that? It's like, Oh, no, I'm not selling these. I'm just showing them. (laughs) (laughs) You want to practice? Try it out. Uh, but it was still fun. It was fun to get back in, in there. Haven't been to one in a long time. Now I really miss the bigger ones. Definitely. Yeah. The, the wonder cons. We never really been to like San Diego. That, I don't know if yeah. we want to. We were talking about going to Disney World. Yeah. Because we go to Disneyland a lot. Yeah. And it's to me, it's the same idea. I don't want to go to San Diego Comic Con because it's too much. Too busy. Too, I won't be able to see everything. Shoulder to shoulder. I'm going to regret it. Oh. So that's the same reason why I want to go to the bigger but not the biggest alright there's the New York Comic Con and World yeah. Comic Con the thing about New York though is there's not that much space so it's gotta be tight like not yeah. s- much space for anything in New York yeah it's probably the same feel as a San Diego Comic Con yeah um, but like Chicago like C2E2 oh. I, would, I would go to that like you mentioned Emerald City uh, that's happening in December I might go to that we'll see maybe if, maybe they sold out already I hope not if there's one ticket I'll buy it I'll go I don't care if you go or you're not. gonna ditch me uh, you can try to go if you want alright like if 
find a, a ride. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's my side story. Uh, we went to Powerhouse Comic Con. Good time. Good time. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um. So I found something on Netflix this time around. It is Halloween season, and I watched this one show called Midnight Mass. Okay. Now this is another one in the bucket for director Mike Flanagan. Uh, you might have seen his other Netflix limited series, Haunting on Hill House. Nope. Or um, Haunting of Bly Manor. Nope. No. <laughs> Okay, just just a note. Haunting on Hill House has nothing to do with Hill House comics. It's just similar names, okay, okay. just for the audience. Uh-huh. But those series, those uh, limited series, are kind of like uh, TV representations of like paperback horror novels, right? Cool. So they okay. kind of have that feel. That kind of, that's why they have those like classic names. Midnight Mass is kind of also in that vein a bit, but not really about like a house or anything. It's um, the story about this small little town on this fisherman island, right? And they're like don't have like they're losing money. They, they don't have enough money bringing in from fishing, right? They okay. had like a tragic moment that happened in the town, and so they're struggling to figure it out. They have this old priest because it's a, like a church-going town. They have an old priest that leaves to go to the Vatican on like a little voyage. Mm. He gets sick over there because he was kind of he's in his old age already. He gets sick over there, stays over there and the church brings over a younger priest that's like way more charming like he um he's like eases the pain of the people in town okay you kind of trust him you kind of don't but he's very charismatic Mm -hmm. um to all the people they kind of love this new guy um so this new guy he's in there um it's like an ensemble piece like all the different people of the town you come to realize they're all kind of interconnected eventually you you see all this like uh the main family we follow um well everyone in town kind of has their own struggle right okay this main guy that we follow he left the town a long time ago and then he like got in a drunk driver accident and he killed somebody and he did his years in prison he comes back to town and he's kind of lost his faith but he's stuck in this little town that he wanted he didn't never want to go back to mm-hmm. and so he's the one that's like most untrustworthy of the priest um but this is like a scary show it's a scary show it's a haunted sh- it's like a you know halloween season show well all this going on right this random guy showing up at the town that's like has all these problems in the shadows at night there's some type of monster lurking in the shadows um you see like little shots of in the beginning um out and about you don't get into it late until later in the season i don't want to reveal what it is because it's it's part of the story right i don't even want you to guess what it is because i don't want it to ruin it for the audience i'm so good at guessing sometimes (laughs) but the way it unravels like you kind of feel figure out how these people in random people in town are connected and what they have to do with each other like again this guy that comes back to town who does he know and remembers from the town like there's this one girl um that is in a wheelchair like a like a teenage girl and like you kind of learn her story and why she's in the wheelchair and how it's why is she in there so um again i don't want to reveal too much the way it connects to the monster mystery and this new priest it's kind of amazing okay so i have seen the like the thumbnail on netflix for it yeah it's the guy that was on new adventures of old christine right like he's the oh yeah i guess he is also in legion i remember him is he in legion yeah oh yeah i remember him from uh i think the big short i think he was in that okay yeah how's the acting in the show i've Everything is kind of, everyone's pretty great at acting. Um, okay. The main guy that I talked about that was like the drunk, he, you feel his struggle. There's a lot of monologues in the show, like kind of, oh. there's a lot of people like explaining their struggle and like how they're dealing with it in the moment. The charismatic priest, when he does like a sermon, it's it's weird how like he's kind of loud and kind of aggressive, <laughs> but you see the audience like in the church are like, yeah, I agree like with this it? guy. I like this guy. Yeah. It's weird and strange. Okay. And the townsfolk, they're like, 
they're like you know small town folk they're like oh golly gee you know like they t- have like a like maybe a minnesota type accent but it's like a fisherman town i do have a guess but i won't i won't yeah. guess i'll guess after the show <laughs> do that you watch the show and even if you're smart enough to figure it out just the way it unravels the way it plays out it's beautiful i think it's a great show. i think it's the Ooh. best of these mike flanagan shows kind of like a by a large margin i think oh wow yeah okay. yeah i know like the other two also i just had my beast with them too um mm. he likes using actors again in a different series so there's just one actress i think was in all three of them she was an interesting character she she is also a character that, like left the town and came back and okay. is the same age as the drunk guy um it's a good watch yeah is it better than tremors why do you bring that up because we were i was watching at the con and i was like this tremors holds up <laughs> so i'm like is it better than tremors those are big shoes to fill okay. my friend uh, yeah all right that's Trem- what i thought tremors is f- a lot scarier okay i'm just gonna watch tremors then no <laughs> i'm gonna watch tremors seven <laughs> Uh, this was an awesome watch apparently there's gonna be another thing that he's putting up I think next year next Halloween it's called Midnight Club so uh, he already has plans for next Halloween apparently I just I was looking up for this show that there's gonna be another one because he does one every Halloween like it's been yeah I didn't know that yeah (laughs) okay that makes sense now the first two were in the same novel series and I think these next two Midnight Mass Midnight Club are in a second series of novels from a different author Mm, so okay I, I guess it's kind of cool that's your lane is paperback novels turn into limited series in the show is there a midnight mass yeah there is oh interesting okay so i've been to midnight mass oh yeah yeah, i have too do you remember that story (laughs) okay i'll get into it right now We uh we we went to church a lot when we were kids, and this one time uh we're doing like a, a candle. It's not a vigil; it's like a ceremony. It's the Stations of the Cross, where you walk around the church outside carrying candles. So we're carrying candles. You, my big brother and mom, gave me the little kid the candle to hold. You're old enough. No, I obviously was not because I'm holding <laughs> this candle and I'm looking at it, and the wax is melting off it. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool. It looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> the wax is melting. And then I started, I wanted to see it drip, so I kept holding it more horizontal forward from us. You held it pretty straight up, like horizontal. I wanted to see the wax drip. And then <laughs> I got too close to the person in front of us, this person with long hair. Yeah. And apparently, I guess she had like hairspray in her hair, and it just uproared in fire. You lit this person's hair on fire, a random stranger. <laughs> Oh it God. was yeah, all of her hair was on fire and then mom mom got so scared she patted her hair <laughs> yeah she patted the hair like so the flame did go away like yes. she's just patting and the person turned around because she didn't know what was going on yeah <laughs> and then mom was like hi she's like i like your hair <laughs> like she's trying to play it off that's why she was touching it but really she's like trying to put the fire out <laughs> I can't believe I, we never got in trouble. Like she You're never figured it She never figured it out. You could kill somebody. I didn't. I did not. <laughs> so there on fire. It's crazy. No one else saw. Like no one else in the crowd. I definitely saw well, it. Obviously, you did, not mom. But the person behind my us, eyes grew wide because, like, it literally like it was like, a big like eruption at first. Like it just went like foof, and then mom like quickly got rid of it. Right. It was like from the bottom of the shirt to like all the way up to her top of her head. It was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't know. She didn't notice. So no, no harm, no it's foul. Like something from Jackass. <laughs> 
What? Like a jacket, I could see them lighting their hair on fire or something. I wonder if she figured it out when she got home. Because it smelled too. Like, you know, really? burning hair smells. But it was so fast that it maybe it was just the top layer of fumes. I'm just trying to not make myself feel guilty. You were playing with wax and you almost killed somebody. This was a decade ago. Uh, only a decade ago? That means you were 15 or something? <laughs> Two decades ago. Okay. Yeah, you were probably like five or six. Yeah, don't give me the candle. All right. That was so funny. Yeah. No, that was a good good story. That was a midnight mass. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess nothing ha- good happens at midnight mass. No, no. <laughs> uh, real life and in the movies. Uh, all right. So, will... that, that was midnight mass. Okay. I plan to check it out, though. Okay. It's a it's an amazing show. I, th- I really liked it. Like, okay. It pulled out my heartstrings. Cool. I'll wait till, like, Halloween to watch it. Next Halloween? Oh, this Halloween. This Halloween. <laughs> okay. Go for it. I mean, there are nine episodes, so it's not like, I don't, I don't know if you want to binge it. Is there a scene in the sh- Have you finished the show? Yeah. Is there a scene where a kid lights a girl's hair on fire? Yeah. No. No, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about it? No, just say I'd recommend that show. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am going to check it out. But do it. Yeah. yeah. And I suggest you guys check us out by subscribing to the Reader Copy Podcast. Um, you could look back at our feed and check out all the recap shows that we did or catch us every Wednesday when we drop a new comic book and we're continuing on with the horror comics this month. Let us know like what Halloween stuff you're picking up, any new comics, TV shows. Uh, find us on all the social medias at the Reader Copy Podcast, like on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. We'll be back next week. We're on hiatus for the recap show. Oh, yeah. But we'll be back on Wednesday for a new horror comic. Till then, Daniel, do you want to hit him with an outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye, guys. See ya.